somebody, you know we back, doubled off script. Let's chop up these situations in association, D, my man, and get them folks that NFL update, baby. What's going on? Listen, let's start right here, though. In the association, uh, uh, I got a question for you. What's up? Do you know who's tired of losing? Uh, the Hornets should be. Yeah, but we ain't talking about them right who, now. Who are we talking about? Steph Curry, man. Listen, my man Steph Curry done sit there and done put up 60 on them boys. But they met an ice tray that was freezing cold. In overtime, they lost that thing. Let me set this up for you, though. Now, the game before or previous game, the Warriors did take care of the Grizzlies. They should. 121-101. Kaminga was helping. Clay, he's a shell of himself now. And Curry's still doing most of the heavy lifting. Now you come here, you got an overtime game. You remember, I said this. Listen, you can't score 60 by yourself. It has to be 70 or more anyway for you even to win a game alone like that. Anyway, listen, he took he went up against Ice Trey. Trey Young had 35 points on the night with a win. Curry had 60 points on the night with a loss. Warriors 134, Hawks 141. Chop it up. Um, You touched on it. It's just he, he did his job. He just didn't get any other help. And... It, it just sucks because it's a close game where if anybody else would have produced at a at a at a decent level, absolute minimum. If they would have produced at an absolute absolute minimum, because what you're looking at a seven point game. Yeah, and that's the thing. You had Kaminga go six for twelve. I think that the the dagger was four for nineteen, two for thirteen from Clay. At some point, you gotta stop shooting the ball. <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> you gotta stop just shooting the ball. Like, I get it. That's what you do. But when you're two for thirteen, that's you. You're killing our chances of winning a close. It's a close game. Mm-hmm. It is close. It, it ain't like oh, I had a, I put a couple of them together. No, you put one and missed a couple. One again and then missed the rest. <laughs> so. <laughs> At some point, you got to realize, like, I'm doing way more damage than good to my team. Right. right. And that that, that killed him. Because everybody, Andrew Wiggins, yeah, one for six. But he's been, I don't know what's going on with Andrew. I know he had some off-the-court issues with, with family and stuff. Q, okay, I'm going to speak on what I'm seeing. And it don't look like the same Andrew Wiggins that people have, on that run to that championship y'all did, people kind of started thinking it was the, the resurgence, or he was rewriting how people looked at him. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to look back at you the same way as that young Andrew Wiggins who tends to disappear more than he makes a state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got two people off the bench, and they both got names, but Lester and Postmeski mm-hmm. did their jobs, 17 and 15 respectively. I I just don't know. And I can understand if Steph is upset. I can understand if he's frustrated because I just don't know what else he's supposed to do. So when I think about this, right, and we've talked about this before we have, but, you know, with this trade deadline coming up, with this trade deadline, is it anything they can do to take and give them a better chance during the rest of the season when it comes to wins? I just don't think they have the assets. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have the assets to get what they need. Because um, you look at the people who are tradable right now for them. Draymond Green is definitely not. Don't nobody want that cancer in their locker. You look at Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, they probably it's probably a suitor out there for him. What you're getting back, but especially a Klay Thompson right now, it's it's kind of I think it'll put you in the same boat 
if not worse, because Clay can still heat up. So if and then that chemistry of Steph and Clay, it might make you worse in the long in the in the big scheme of things. Then you look at Kaminga. Do you want to trade Kaminga right when he's coming into his own? Right, he's the second leading scorer on the team right now. I don't think you want to let that productivity and go. He cut his hair. He's a, he's literally a new man, <laughs> brand new, brand new man. Once he's cut his hair, so and that's just the the kind of the spot that you've put yourself in. And then with them, you don't want to trade away your draft capital. And then be in a situation that the Lakers are, in, where you're an older team who can't really bring in the top younger talent. Right. right. So it's just that kind of. It's time to me like they're between the rock and the hard yeah, spot. They, they don't really have an answer for this right now other than playing better. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to get to work because time is running out. Listen, it was another team that played, and that was the Hawks now. So when you think about Ice Trey and his productivity, our man Trey Young, he had 35 points on the night. J.J. had 21. Clint Capella, double-double. 17 points with a with a 15-rip night. Uh, Murray, I know you done had little things that you needed to take and concern yourself with him. He had 19, and then somebody else there with the double-O had 22 off the bench. Mm-hmm. You tell me how they getting, how they trying to finally pull this thing a little bit more together because now uh, uh, Trey Young is getting a little bit of help. Yeah, um, you got three people with double digits. I mean, double doubles as far as you had Jalen Johnson with 21 and 13. You talked about Compella, 17 15. Talked about Akongu, 22 and 16. Right. Uh, and so he, he's getting the help that Steph Curry is not getting. <laughs> and think about also Trey Young is playing a little bit now with a not a purpose, but that kind of, yeah, y'all got me messed up. Y'all disrespecting me, and I'm kind of sick of it. What, you talking about that little snub that he got yes. for the ASG? Yes. Mm-mm. That's exactly mm. what I'm talking about. So sad. He, he, and you can tell he's coming out. The game against the Suns the other night, big steal against Kevin, Kevin Durant in a clutch moment, came down, walked down three. Just, <laughs> it's, 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 that, it's, that, it's that like, okay, watch this. Mm-hmm. And, that, and it is – it's going to do – because Trey Young, I think the best we've seen Trey Young was when he did take on that villain role mm. in the playoffs that one year. Right. That's the best version of Trey Young we've seen. And that's some great basketball, And I think too. we're about to get that version Again? back. Oh, my goodness, man. Team to watch. Even after this game, Steph Curry, you can see they had a little conversation, and they asked Trey about what was said. Mm. He said what everybody knows is being said. <laughs> He said what everybody in the world knows is being said. <laughs> so he said, but it's cool. He said it, it wasn't nothing like that. That's big bro, and I love him. Right. It was, he said what everybody in the world is probably saying right now. Exactly. Watch me work. Hey, guess what, man? Guess what? I, I got some things I need to talk to you about real quick, baby, and it's concerning them Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers is officially the win streak stopper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen. They took care of the Knicks, man. We're going to get to that game in one second. But I want to get to this game that was before that one where no AD and no LeBron, and they took care of one of the hottest teams in the association, beating the Celtics 114-104. Talk to me. Chop it up. Let me have yeah, it. Um, um, it shows what we are capable of. It shows right. that we have enough on this team. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they don't always show up the way they showed up tonight. But it shows what we are capable of. Um, even Torian Prince 
And I know how much you take you be on him. He had a decent game. <laughs> when you hey, look, when you look at this right here and everything, you had six of them that night. There was in double digits. Prince with 11. Vanderbilt with 10. Hayes with 16. Russ with 16. Reeves with 32. And Rule with 15. And look at, just look at some of these. D'Angelo Russell had become a scoring merchant. Double-double. Ever, ever since they said something about trading. You know what he came out this game? What's that? 14 assists. I can, I can still pass the ball. 16-14. Austin Reeves, everybody's like, oh, man, you a one-hit wonder. You da 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 You ain't know what he did? 32. <laughs> Seven threes. You know, you know somebody who I've, I've been saying needs to get on the floor? Who that? Jackson Hayes. Yes, sir. You know what he did? What's that? 16 and 10. Double-double. That's my point. <laughs> is, my point is saying. Uh, we can't make this stuff my up. My point is saying. Jared Vanderbilt came back. We know what he does on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Knocked down two threes, which killed us last season in the playoff because the man couldn't shoot to save his life. Knocked down two threes, still seven rebounds. So, it full team effort. I just think when LeBron and AD is around, y'all tend to be in awe. What ball watch? Stop, stop being stop. Is is the I want to witness history. Mm-hmm. No, don't be a part of it. Y'all just want to be a part of history. <laughs> that's and that's what it's, y'all can be. Just yeah. stop trying to let them do everything. Right, right. And I don't know whether or not this was a situation where this was by design or not. I don't know. But with both, with, with your number one and your number two out, and you had the New York Knicks coming up with a nine-game win streak that was on the line, trying to push it up to ten. Uh, like you say, uh, I don't use this word a lot, but but the potential you can see now that it's on and in the roster. Yeah, it's there. It's, we got it there. It's just... All right, this game, of course, it was more opportunities for for everybody else because LeBron and AD wasn't playing. We have to find a way to get it. It might not be thirty two from Austin Reeves, but we need to find a way to get a consistent serving of Austin Reeves when LeBron and AD is on the floor. We need to find a way to get Jackson Hayes on the court when we do have AD. Rui Hachimura, um, Torian Prince. <laughs> when we do it. He showed he still can help this team, and this was a healthy Boston Celtics team. This wasn't the team that people were seeing when Christoph Wazingas was playing. You know, they were healthy. We came out there and we dominated this game. Yeah, and like you say, defense, you've always talked highly about the Lakers' defense and everything. And then when you think about A.D. and LeBron and uh, giving um, them other cats a little bit more opportunity, what my boy said, I don't like to work that hard. They should be wanting to sp- uh, spread it out a little bit more anyway, you know, yeah. especially if they can knock it down. Why not? But um, hopefully this, this, this leads to something. Yeah. And especially with these two wins. I know we're going to touch on the next ones, but hopefully it leads to – a sustained level of play. I think like what you said, if it's going to take and if it's going to start warming up that diesel engine, it need to do it right now. You're still hovering around 500, which is not a bad thing to hover around. If you was below 500, maybe five or 10 games behind, then it, it push the panic button several yeah. different times. But they don't have to do that right now because they right there in the middle of things. Yeah, well, go it. ahead and chop up that Lakers-Knicks game, man, and how you felt about that one and everything, being them win streak stoppers, baby. Um, yeah, we just we, – we... We're them good team merchants. Like we 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 show up. <laughs> we just, we always show up for the good ones. We always show up for the big ones, man. We ain't got time for this. We'll lose we'll lose to the Houston Rockets three uh, times this year. I bet you we beat everybody else. Y'all saying contenders, right? That, I just feel like we have that mentality of let's beat the guys we gonna see down the road. 
let's kind of chill out against these other teams. Yeah. Which I don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. As a fan, I don't appreciate that. But it's just the type of team that they've become. They they it's an extra motivation. I, I, are you kind of describing playing to the level of the competition? Yeah. That's okay. exactly what it is. All right. Well, listen. We want to uh, we want to give a, a a shout out and, cr- and congratulations to our, uh, our boy Jalen Bronson and everything for that ASG nod. He was coming off a forty piece chicken dinner, uh, coming into this one and everything. Hey, sorry, but we had to take and do what we had to do inside Spike's house, inside the garden. But um, when you think about that, uh, you you kind of tell me a little bit how you feel because uh, listen, um, I don't think OG played this night. Nah, he? OG or Julius didn't play. Yeah, yeah. But we still made it do. Exactly Exactly what needed to be done when it came to that. Uh, one more thing before we go to the next game. I do like the productivity of James. He had 24 points on the night. And listen, AB had that middle of the road double double yeah. with 12 points and 18 rips. Bad game offensively for him, but he still showed the effort. And I think blockless wise, I want to say he had four. Yeah. So he showed the effort of, okay, something Clay Thompson need to take some notes on. Okay, my shot ain't falling. I'm not getting the looks I'm used to getting. Let me. Take some of that effort I put into scoring the ball and displace it somewhere else. Right, right. But another thing I want to talk about, you you notice something else about this lineup? Talk to me. Tony Prince came off the bench. I see that. That's a, that's what I was finna say. He did. Tony Prince came off the bench and he had one of the better games out of the seed him had. Yeah. So you think D Ham is finally figuring out that Torian Prince ain't who he I'm not let me say that that's the lineup kind of still needs to be tweaked. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That and is and like I said, that rotation is. I do see Jackson Hayes getting a little bit more minutes. He right. got thirteen this time, and that's with having Roy, having AD playing, having um Torian Prince. So he's getting more, and he gave him another double digit game. Yeah. Yeah. Turn that ham into a ham sandwich, so baby. I think ham is starting to, and then he's hearing the talks of his coaching style. Versus some of these other coaches who are more hands-on, they're in the huddles. They're 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 talking to these guys. They're telling them what we need. Versus Darvin Ham, if you look a lot of times, he, he kind of has that Roy Williams thing going on. But I never liked that though. But he's just watching. Yeah, he's watching. See something, say something, man. Yeah. Especially when it comes to your team on the court. And I understand. Like we can see you're making changes going into the next games. Mm-hmm. What can, I don't. I, and I. It's probably some small adjustments you make during the games, but it's not noteworthy. It's not like, yeah. oh, that that was a. I can definitely tell that was a coaching adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's. I think that's what we need to see from Darvin Hayes. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you something because, like you say, it had, he he he's been taking a lot of heat. He has, and rightfully so, but uh, he may be figuring it out now, you know, because of where he come from. He was an assistant coach, mm-hmm. wasn't he? So now you you you'd head of this lion too with. Well, just the way he is, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who talks a lot. Or, you know, he's not a real vocal person. Mm-hmm. So he's probably hearing it. He just probably wasn't addressing it in, like, press conferences or when people stuck a microphone in his face. He just wasn't addressing it. Right. But I'm, you can tell he was working. He wasn't. He was going back home, and he was working on figuring out how to fix. And I think he saw the same thing we saw against the Celtics. We have enough talent here. Yeah. We have enough talent here. So I think he's just trying to figure out where to 
best put these guys to get the full out of them. And that's what I was most excited to see. That listen, it is there, man. We were trying to figure out whether or not it was there or not. Unlock, lock. Not really sure. We see it's there. Now hey, we can go forward from here in a positive mindset, knowing that we can get these wins. Y'all have to look at: Do we need to trade? Right. Reload? Do we need to move from this? Do we yeah. No, nah, y'all are fine. Fix the rotation and get get back to that chemistry and bond in on. Bound completely in on defense. Yeah, the yeah. The way that we've done it. And they've been playing very good defense this year. Listen, how about this right here? You had the 76ers, man. Now, T-Mac, T-Mac's, he coming off the, of a 50-piece, all right, with that 127-124 against the Jazz. Uh, but then, you know, it's two things I want to talk about now. Now, they lost 136-121 to against the Nets. Now, you remember we had mentioned who gonna step up for this Brooklyn Nets team? Listen, your boy Thomas had 40. Walker had 20. Mikael Bridges had 23. Johnson had 13. Is somebody trying to make it happen now? Um, Cam Thomas is this guy. I say this all the time. He can erupt for these games any given night. Uh-huh. Who's the coach out there now for Brooklyn? I wanna is it Jack Vaughn? Mm-hmm. He needs to understand what he has in Cam Thomas. It's a lot of times where Cam Thomas will have this type of game, and next game he'll be benched. Can't do that. Where's the logic? Right. And I understand he is an instant bucket getter. He is an instant spark. So sometimes you do want that off the bench, but not when you're the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Not when you don't have another. Yeah, Mikael Bridges is coming into his own as a scorer. Cam Johnson, we know he can shoot the ball. He's not really a one-two option as far as scoring, though. But he's a great shooter. He's a great role piece. Cam Thomas is your initiation. He's your ignition. He's the guy who can get that engine rolling. Mm -hmm. Stop. And it's that one day you're our guy, next day we need you to be our sixth. No. Give me a defined role and let me perfect that role. Yeah. Yeah, because uncertainty uh, leads to low production because you really don't, you don't, if you don't really know your place in the team, but you also know what you're capable of doing, help me have a consistent role so I can get better at it. And that's, and that's the thing. I w- if I'm Cam Thomas, it's hard for him just being, looking at it from if I was on the team, if I was still playing ball. It's hard for me to not take it as disrespect. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing what I'm doing, but for some reason, Spencer Dinwiddie is the consistent starting guard. You're telling me there's nothing I can do to change that. Because mm. I've done everything I possibly deemed, you know, I deemed possible for me to do. Y'all know the type of player I am. I'm a scorer first, first and foremost. I still chipped in five assists. I'm trying to develop that playmaking style in me. Right. But also, I gave you 40. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Compared to Spencer Dinwiddie, who was out there for 26 minutes, went one for five, three points, and only gave you an extra assist. Mm-hmm. So what do I need to do for y'all to believe in me? Right. Because if y'all don't, if y'all just saying y'all don't see me as a, a guy, trade me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure somebody else would love to have a waiting 40-point ball sitting on the team. Hey, listen, one man's junk is another man's treasure, man. And I, I would be cool if he was just, if he if my role was six men, if my role was to get the bench, but y'all keep moving me back and forth to where I think I finally broke through just to get moved back. So now what's the reason now? Right, exactly. Make it make sense. 
That's what we got to do right there. Listen, how about this right here, man? The Kings took care of the Bulls 123 to 115. Now, when I look at this from Rod Hill, Harrison Bonds, great night, had 11, Sabonis 13, Malik Monk. And uh, D Fox is the two that I really want to talk about. D Fox, 40 piece, 41 point night, and Malik Monk, man, with 22. They got they got, they got got two stars on that team who's about to play with a chip on their shoulder as well. De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, um, both, in my opinion, both are snubs. Mm-hmm. They're both snubs. And De'Aaron Fox, um, the level of play, Sabonis has kind of gotten acknowledged for how good he's become. I think De'Aaron Fox is still underappreciated. As far as the NBA world goes, just how much he's grown since he's came into the league. In first couple years in the league, he was just swiping a fox, just running up and down. That's all you can say about De'Aaron Fox. He just fast. He just fast. He fast. He fast. <laughs> now he's a legit point guard one on a real contending team. It was just number three seed last year. Yeah, they ran into, I want to say the uh, Warriors. And, no, they ran into us. It don't matter. They ran into somebody, and but it's showing they built this thing up the right way. They got two young stars who Sabonis. Yeah, he only had ten. He only took. I mean, he only had thirteen. He only took eight shots though. Six, du- but he, he, but he had with a triple double. A triple double with thirteen points, ten assists, and fourteen rapolas. So yeah, he's not a. He's not a. If I'm not scoring, I'm not. I'm not no good. No, I, I'm. I'm Sabonis. I'm, you know I'm, about my dad and them. I'm like the Joker. I'm like, and it's a lot of these baby Jokers things kind of floating around. You know how I feel about Sengon down there in Houston. Sabonis kind of has that element to him too, without the three point range. Right. He can he can initiate an offense from down in the point, from down at the block. He's gonna grab ten something rebounds, and it's not like he's jumping. He it's not like he got a forty five inch vertical. He's going, you know, he can't score. He, he back to the basket. You know his daddy is. Mm-hmm. So that's a, they've done it the right way, and they don't have. There's no egos on this team. And then you you touched on it, Malik Monk. He did have a he did have a resurgence on the Lakers. He kind of got back into, it. but once he got to Sacramento, and I think playing with De'Aaron again, kind of. De'Aaron's probably telling him like, man, you've been you've been playing around since you got to the league. I know what you can do. We know what we can do together. Mm-hmm. It's still basketball at the end of the day. Right, right. You remember, he was a scorer in Charlotte. You know, then he took, he was a scorer when he was in L.A. L.A. was wanting him back at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Now he's taking, he's with the Kings and everything. He's still a scorer there. Your job is to score, and you can if you want to. Yeah, and, it, I, and that's the thing, just having a, not even having a player, having a real friend. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox and him are real friends. Having a guy who's not going to let you slack off or wow. not going to let you play up to your potential. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's benefiting him in the long run. And you Instead can, of playing for Michael Jordan had so much pressure on Malik Monk. You slapped him upside the head in one game because you running around. Like, what are you doing? Then you go play with a LeBron James who they're fighting for championships year in and year out. His championships or you can be out the league. We know what type of pressure playing with LeBron. You do want something wrong. He can send you to Taiwan. <laughs> 
So I think it's now the most it's the most relaxed he's been able to play. Right. Going to Sacramento. Yeah. And he does have a good coach in Mike Brown out there. So mm-hmm. I just think it's the best situation for him so far in his career. Absolutely. It seems to be. And uh, I know he's going to continue to play hard all season long. Uh, now, when you think about this game right here, the Cavs uh, took care of the San Antonio Spurs uh, 117 to 101. Uh, you know I'm on Wimby watch, so let me give you the update. He uh, gave you 19 points, 14 rips. Then he went and took a bubble bath. Listen, how about Donovan Mitchell, baby? We talked about him. We said his game is his game, but, man, he had so much help on this game. Mitchell had 31. Allen had 26. And Mobley had 28. Yeah. Um, that was that – was, this was the first game Victor really went up against. Real, true big man. Not oh, the Jared not, Allen, not the not the new day age big man. You, you talk the, about the Afro, yeah. You talking about the Afro? You talking about somebody who Rucka Paul pays one way and one way only? Yeah, you know? and, and that's, a, that's it is, it's something different. It's something different for him to get you. Like that's, the game is it, it is changing, but sometimes you need an old school big to counteract a guy like Victor Wembanyama. Cool when you go out to the three point line. You gonna do whatever you're doing. I ain't, I ain't messing with you out there. You come down here though, and you try to bang against me. I'm not Chet Holmgren. <laughs> I literally seen Victor Wembanyama put his chest, put his head down, and bomb rush Chet Holmgren. You think he was doing that to Jared Allen? No, no, no. <laughs> like man, be real. I, I say this too. You, you think about the when I was going to. He's a great talent. Yeah, outside, if you pull a big man out, he'd be able to do whatever he wants. But I'm just thinking of him going up against a Shaquille O'Neal, him going up against a Dwight Howard in his prime, him going up against Tim Duncan, who was a – he wasn't an athletic freak, but he just knew how to position himself too. First of all, he was going to kill him on offense. I would have loved to see them in practice together. Right. He would have killed him on offense with the straight fundamentals. And then on defense, he knows how to make you feel uncomfortable. He knows how to make you take Pagasol, Joaquin Noah, all these bigs who Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I know the, the times has changed to where those bigs aren't the norm anymore. But I would love to have one on my roster just in case. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right because it's a situation where it's taking it, it's, it's going away from um, from inside out to outside in. So it, it is changing, man. Uh, but the, I guess you could say, just uh, how, what's the best way to put it? Just, uh, I don't know, the, the, the play down there, man, is still fun to watch uh, whenever you're able to take and do it at a very high level. When people are willing to bang down there, yeah. it, it's something. It's something to watch. Yeah, the portrait down there, man, is great whenever you're able to work it real good like that. Um, I do want to ask you this right here. Um, so do you feel, in your opinion, uh, did Wimby not making the All-Star game was, was a snub? I'm trying to think of Because I, I do think he's in Rising Star. He's on that. Yeah, he's on the Rising Star. But, but how about the but All-Star Jokic game? as a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, you got KD. Got LeBron. So I'm trying to think of backcourt. Then you got AD coming off the bench. Yeah. I think you have a you have a case to make for him being snub. Mm-hmm. Just because I want to say he's around 21, 10, three blocks. Like, yeah, he has the stat line. Um, it's just, I think it's hard to put rookies in that game. Mm-hmm. It's hard to put rookies in that game. Only just, it's just that namesake, too. You got to understand, fan voting is a thing. Um, 
And so fans are going to lean towards more of the players that they've seen for longer periods of time. And it, being a rookie, it, it's not a problem not being an all-star. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you don't you – don't, do you think it was too uh, – if he did make it, that it would have been too soon? I mean, but he's just coming in, and I know, but – And I'm going to say, we've seen guys like LeBron come in and do what he did and not make the All-Star game. Right. So I just think, like, you got to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. You got to pay your dues. Uh, you do it again next year, now we have a real conversation about – why you wasn't there. Okay. Well, you know, we're on Women Watch, so we'll pay attention to it. Hey, how about this? Because we discussed it because we was trying to figure out if it was what it was or it wasn't what it be. Uh, the Bucks beat the Dallas Mavericks 129-117, giving Doc Rivers his first win as head coach. Chop it up. Are you talking about the All-Star East coach? The Eastern All-Stars. <laughs> now, 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 I'm like, that didn't make no sense to me. <laughs> it, he just, just got back. It's just the... Um, the way they pick coaches is best teams in each conference, and I think uh, the Celtics coach did it last year. So you can't do it in consecutive years. All right. So it went to whoever he fell into it. It was whoever the Bucks coach was right. got denied. But I will give him credit. He said he's gonna give the ring and the money to Adrian Griffin because this is his spot. Mm-hmm. This is his. So he understands. Like I got, I looked up timing was, you know, but it is something weird. That you got to just think about. Yeah. Um, with this game, the biggest thing I can take from is Damian Lillard. This is the first time Damian has looked like complete Dame. 10 mm-hmm. for 11, 5 for 5 from 3, 30 points, 8 assists. Didn't hurt that uh, Yanni Abdekubo gave you 48 and only missed 8 of his shots. With 10 assists. So this shows that what they are truly capable of, just these two, dot, you know, just the duo of these two. Um, Portis, Portis is still on the team. What you think about that? Uh, <laughs> six man. He's going to be there. I think he's going to be there just because of great six man. He the had type a double of role double. he's became. He's became that, that type of role. The six man enforcer kind of guy. He's going to come in and do the dirty work for him. Um, you need that type of guy. Chris Middleton, I understand in this game, it's hard to get into a rhythm when everybody else is doing So you got to feed them. You got to feed them. Um, I think that they're taking um, – uh, the Bucks had to come from behind to get this thing done, though. So, yeah, they, they probably started leaning more on Giannis and mm-hmm. Damian Lillard cause, just because they were playing so high. Mm-hmm. But we've we seen Chris Middleton come back after those, you know, the games he missed out. He was on many restrictions. He's, he has gotten back to 25, 22, 23. He's gotten back to that. So, the Bucks are – it's starting to come together. They got their coach – now, so now you have no excuses. Right, exactly. It should start coming together a lot more. This is an anomaly. I don't expect Damian Lillard to to have a lot more games where he only misses one shot and goes five for five. That's not what I'm saying needs to be the norm. But this level of his shots is going to take a a hit. You're not going to get twenty plus shots a game. Right. I need you to make the shots you do get count. Exactly, yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. Now, when we look at the Dallas Mavericks, great team. Um, I do. I know that uh, Kyrie is uh, nursing an injury. That's cool. Uh, headband, Luka had 40. Green had 20. And Hardaway Jr., you know, nice productivity with 18. Um, and uh, it just keeps popping up in my head. It's a fun team to watch, man. I just, just don't know how far they're going to go. They got to get healthy. And that's the biggest concern. With They got to get healthy. Right. Because – when you look at it, yeah, Green is coming to his own, which yeah. I think having Kyrie out is doing him some justice by letting him get more touches, get more involved in the game. Cool. Maxi Kleber, he's been around this team for a while, so we know what he can do. 
I think getting Derek Lively and Kyrie Irving back at 100% will do this team so much justice. Yeah. Because Tim Hardaway has shown he's accepted that coming off the bench role, and he can still give you 20. I think it was a game when Kyrie was playing, it was, he was giving you 30 balls. He He's accepted the coming off the bench. We know what Luka can do. Grant Williams is another. He need to get his act together. Two points on the night, 23 pull, minutes. He need to pull himself together. He started that game too. They brought you here to be a shooter, and I, I can't, I ain't seen you shoot. You might be worse than Tarion Prince right now. Mm-hmm. So can't keep that up. Yeah, that's not a. You're shooting 37 percent from three, coming off a of 39 percent last year, and you, you only take four and a half a game. Yeah. So yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you, you, you stealing from us, man? <laughs> I want my money. Back. Are you stealing from us? <laughs> like, come on, man. I got you. Hey, check this out. We know you know we got games on tap, right? We got games to watch in the association, baby. Listen, you got the Magic and the Pistons. You got the Suns against the District. You got the Grizz against the Celtics. Now, that the Grizz, they they doing they doing pretty good. We know no John Morant and everything, but they still give you a fun game to watch. You looking for those Celtics to make a bounce back? Oh yeah, they got you. Okay. All right. Paces against the Hornets. Pause for the pause for the calls. The head coach of the Charlotte Hornets said what? He said it's not. He said it's not coaching. It's not effort. It's not none of those things. The fact of the matter is, we're just under talented. Translate that for me. My team suck, and I don't want to be here. Mm. Okay. All right. Because how do you how do you ex- we were just talking with college we were just talking about people having to buy in to their coach. How do I buy into a guy who just got in front of you know, the world the world and said I'm not good, we're not good. As a leader, mm-hmm. you don't say that. Right. You don't put that on your guys, especially them being so young. You could ruin. Everything for them. Everything going forward. You can kill every ounce of confidence that they've ever had in themselves. You, what are you, Steve, Steve. Well, so where do the Charlotte Hornets go from here, man? Because, I mean, it's just, I, I see no positive out of this whole entire situation. Because, I, I mean, I, I was watching their last game, uh, did, of course, you know, that they lost. And um, it, it looked to me, from what I've seen, that. Everybody on the Hornets team, they was simply was out there trying to score. They was trying to help the team win. They was trying to make a bucket. But I didn't see no leadership in a sense of running specific plays, uh, a coach and applying what he told us to do or setting uh, themselves up for success. I didn't see none of that game. So where in the world do the Hornets go from here, man? Because I don't see how I can get any worse than this for your own coach to tell you you under-talented. It ain't me. We got to fire this man. That got to be step number one is fire this man. I don't care if y'all come ask me to finish the rest of the season. I told you to give him a call. I don't care if y'all come and ask me to finish coaching the rest. I got a couple plays that is in my back pocket. I got some stuff. And I know how to talk to my guys. Right. Way better than what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Now, would they believe in me? I don't know. We'd have to find out. But... I'm not going to come and tell them that they suck. Right. I don't know that much. Man. He has to go. He has to be moved. Mm-hmm. Next step would be, y'all did the right thing with Terry Rozier. I didn't like the, the package y'all 
accept it, cool. Y'all moved on from Terry. Y'all got to move on from Gordon, too. I know he's probably dealing with injuries, so you can't do it. But um, tell him to go get a physical and just act like you're fine. Don't, 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 don't wince, don't flinch, don't I, don't ooh. Get make, as healthy as possible. Let them say you were 99.9% so we can get you up out of here. Right, right. I got you. So we can find you somewhere to go. Get draft capital and build for Jacoby Walter. Okay, you heard it. Say it one more time. Jacoby Walter. All right. And this is how I feel like this season is a wash. Yeah. It is a wash. You got to take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Do a mellow. Sit down somewhere. You need to go talk to Dr. Dr. Somebody about them ankles. I don't want to see you on the court until you got some modified ankle braces on. Right, yeah. I was thinking about, well, do you think he even going to come back this season, man? Because you can't take 20 games off, play a game, miss a game, play two games, miss two games, play three games, miss one game, and then play another game and then sit sit, sit some more. What's, what? the, what's the benefit of you, it is, it's not, of man. you coming back No, it's with like, your weak ankles? Uh-uh. And he's a great player, man. Just, hey, get it together. Get it together. All right. Listen, uh, Clippers Heat. Oh, my goodness. Clippers Heat. Talk to him. Should be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, we know how we feel about the Clippers' talent, and yeah. we know how we feel about the Heat's work ethic. Uh-huh. It'll just be a class of two different things. Yeah, yeah. We Go ahead and shoot the score out for me on that one. Oh, I, I still got Clippers winning this one. Uh-huh. Um, I'll go 121-11. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, Raptors in OKC, we know about the youth. Uh, we know about uh, our man, um, Alexander. Mm-hmm. And um, and we know that uh, the Toronto Raptors is pretty much in a rebuild. Yeah, they blew it up. And everything. So when you look at that and everything, uh, OKC, right? Yeah. All right. It's, it's there. It's the move. That's what I kind of thought. Uh, Rockets, uh, they got some great players on their team. I think they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, but what kind of response do you think we're going to get from the T-Wolves? Um... T-Wolves are still trying to exert their dominance mm-hmm. on this thing. They're trying to be the, the guys, and they're just fighting at the top. They're, they're consistently at the top, though, but they're going to they're gonna come into this one and not let these younger guys kind of upset what they're doing right there. Right. Now, with the Bucks against with the Bucks against the Jazz, do head coach Doc Rivers get his second win of the season? This is one of those hiccup games. Like, this is one of those. Be careful when you're walking in tall grass. Right. So, um, what's but, that? What's that around your ankles? But I think they. <laughs> I do think they pull it out. I do think they're able to pull it out. Um, I think Giannis is playing at even. I want to say even higher levels than what he played at when he won those MVPs. Yeah. Like yeah. he's playing at a high, and it's kind of getting un. It's not getting talked about because he's not doing the seventy. The seventy point games, the the, the sixty point, like he's not doing those type of numbers, mm. but he's consistently around that 30, 40 double digit rebounds, mm. and we know what he does on defense. So I think he should be in the conversation for that MVP again. I right you. now, I think it should be his. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we know who ain't gonna get it. He, he can't stay healthy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, listen, Trailblazers in Denver. I just want to know. I just want to know one thing. Okay. What kind of game will Scoot Henderson have this game? He, and that's the thing with playing a team back to back, not just playing a game back to back, playing a single team back to back. Right. I don't think he comes out and gives him another thirty ball. It's just hard for me to see, and especially with his inconsistencies. Anyway, they'll be more locked in to him. Do Do he start? Did he start last one? I'm just asking. No, you know I'm saying, do he start this no, one? I wouldn't start him. No, I'll just make it. I'll just ask oh, okay. him to start the last one. I wouldn't start him again. Though. Yeah. Just because you, that's probably your best game of the season. <laughs> I should have sat you early. Right. Okay. I got. Now, you. if you go back to disappeared and 
and do it to five points a game, we're going to have another talk. Yeah, I got you. All right, listen. Steve Adams goes to the Rockets. Victor Ali- uh Say it. Say it for me. Oladipo? Yeah. Goes to the Grizz uh, with, uh, with uh, what is it, with three second-round picks. Um, I-, I need your take on this uh, because both of them have been injured, all right, and uh, neither one of them are playing, and it seemed like they may have uh, paid a higher cost for Victor than they did for Steven. So how do you feel about this Rockets-Grizz trade? Um, Grizz is more of dumping, dumping salaries and okay. stuff like that. Rockets, they see that they're right on the cusp. They're sitting at 23-25. They're getting a breakout year from Jalen Green. Alfonson Goons coming onto the scene. They got Fred Van Vliet. They got their coach. They got all these things. They need – Alfred is more of a four who's had to play the five. Steven Adams is a five. And he's the type of big that Alfonson Goon is not. That's just all this trade was. Doing whatever they can to get 1% better. Okay, all right. And any improvement is good improvement, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Zach Levine out for the season, has an injury that he's going to have to address. Um, so do you take in – do you uh, go ahead and grab this and sell low or grab this and sell high? I don't think you can trade with injured players. So um, I think he's stuck there until offseason. And, that, okay. and, it, and that's just – it sucks because y'all never pulled the trigger on anything. They should have did it early. They should have did it. Now, especially while he was playing at the level he was playing. One of them open and closed, ain't it? Now people's going to be hesitant mm-hmm. to take him, especially until we see mm-hmm. who you are after the injury. Right. Oh, man, he going to – and listen, he's going to have one heck of a physical. All right, listen, uh, LeBron James, you know, like you said, ar- arguably one of the greatest. Um, 24-25 player option. Uh, mom's the word. He done talked about New York. Uh, get a standing ovation. Uh, he don't know what he gonna do. Uh, it makes no sense for the Lakers to trade him. Uh, but what do you see coming out of this? Because it's just whispers. Yeah. Uh, it's that's all it is. Uh, but it's fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, um, so you know, how, how do you feel about the twenty four twenty five player option? Possibly playing with the Knicks or where else would he even go and didn't make a good fit? We ain't saying it is. No, but, no, 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 no. But I'm, you know what I'm saying. Um, I think the bigger thing is we know how he feels about playing with Bernie. Yeah. I think Bronny's going to leave regardless after this year. I don't think he should, but I think he is just because of you know teams are going to teams are going to boost your stock just because of the prospect of bringing in your father. It's not that you're a bad player. I do like your defensive tangibilities. I do like your shot. You're a way better shooter than your father was at this stage of his career. I do you still you you got some of your father's IQ as well when it comes to passing the ball and stuff. So it's not like I'm saying you don't deserve to be picked up. I just think you'll be picked up a little earlier due to the fact your dad has already said where he goes, I go. I don't know if it's right away, but having that player option gives him that opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Lakers, I think I swallow that draft pick of taking Bronny James. Just to ensure my chances of keeping LeBron are better, you know, just better my chances of keeping LeBron. Um, but other than that, just looking from it, not being a Lakers fan, his best chances to win now aren't on the Lakers. And that's just being completely honest about the situation. The best options is for him to go link up with either one of these younger upcoming, like New York, perfect destination. You got a Jalen Brunson, they go get OG out of Newby. How much would you have to give up? Or, you know, how the money thing, how is that going to work out? But there are, I keep saying this prospect of Steph Curry and LeBron James finding some way to get together. Mm-hmm. 
if I'm picking any option, that's the number one option. I know you got to talk to Steph and uh, see where he's at. Um, but that's the number one option for me. Because that's a guy who's not only... We're on the same level as far as how great we are when we come to this game. Yeah, I'm probably the GOAT. But I, I respect Steph Curry's greatness, too. They're, they're both generational guys. That's just how I'll be looking. I don't never... My GOAT... Yo, Right. These are generational talents that we were blessed to get to see. If you got them both on the same team, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that. Right. I don't yeah. think it's it's going to be something that we've never got this. Yeah, we've seen some super teams. I don't think super team would do a LeBron James Steph Curry. I don't think that would do it justice. That's a that's a dream team. That's a that's up there with those type of. Just because of what both of them can do. You fill out that roster correctly with guys who can play defense, knock down wide open shots, things like that. I don't see who can beat that team. Right. And and when you say that, um, we do know for a fact that, that LeBron is closer to the end of his prime than, than Steph Curry mm-hmm. is, and they've both been playing for a very long time. So it's going to have to happen sooner than later, yeah. if at all. That's why I said with this 2024 option coming up, I'm not sure what Steph Curry's contract, but I want to say it's coming to the end of his as well. Mm-hmm. You... If any, if it was ever going to happen, it would be this year. Right. And like I, was, I understand that this is one of those hypothetical. Let me throw this out there. I know it's a wide stretch. I'm not. I'm not one of those. Count on it. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying we have to think of the possibility of it happening. Right. We've seen crazier things. Mm-hmm. The KD Kyrie thing was kind of like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What? What? <laughs> after Kyrie came out saying, "Oh, let me be, I want my team, I want my," you went and got at the time the second best player in the league. So you, we didn't expect KD to go to the Warriors. So we've seen some of these crazy things take take place. Now this would be on another level of it, just because of how, like I said, we've never seen two caliber of these guys get together. Right, and like you say, if they do and it happens, it's, it's going to be something to watch. Yeah. Let's run up with this last segment right here, man. They got the NFL update. Just a couple little things I kind of wanted to toss out there and kind of get your, just your reaction on it. Uh, Dan Campbell is the coy coach of the year. How you feel about he that? Won it. He won it. Oh, that sucks. I don't think so. I don't think he... I don't I don't think so. Um, great year by him, though. Um, I just... I still... Hang heavily on D'Amico Ryan's. Mm-hmm. Um, taking that team from, see with, with uh, the Lions, they've already kind of established what they were last year. Right. This year it was taking that two and fourteen team or two and fifteen team and getting them to the second round of the playoffs. They was ten and seven, mm-hmm. won their division, went through. Went through a lot of injuries, losing their uh, their guy at quarterback, right? Losing their rookie receiver who had came onto the scene. So, I in my eyes, I think it was D'Amico Ryan's to lose. Are do they do AFC NFC? I thought it was just one. They might do both though, but. I would just but uh, let's talk about this real quickly though. Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn, like you just said, they're staying. So just tell me what does that mean for the Detroit Lions going forward? Um, best possible outcome for them. Mm-hmm. They don't have to try to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. They just have to try and build on top of it. So you know that it was a, it was basically a situation where everybody was looking at Ben Johnson man as a head coaching position. He was stuff, arguably you know? head coach one, like in, in everybody's book. 
Yeah. So it, it, I guess it was a situation with that. How, how you feel about that? Because a lot of people had to retool when it came to who they was looking at. Yeah, and I think he just feels comfortable in, in where he's at. He's he's not chasing the money. He's not chasing the status of being a head coach. Mm-hmm. It all has to make sense to him. Yeah. And right now it just doesn't make sense for him to lose, to leave a team who just made NFC Championship, um, was so close to getting to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense to him to leave that to try and rebuild something to where I can get slandered when it might really isn't even my fault. Right. We've seen coaches get we've seen coaches inherit terrible situations, be expected to be the savior of it. And when it doesn't come into fruition, we've seen them get thrown under the bus. Right. I think right. he understands that side of it. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just gonna why why throw away a good situation? Yeah. And, and and that makes sense. I guess one of the things about it is when you think about it, a lot of times, man, they'd be like, hey, um, I don't know whether or not this opportunity is going to take and come up again. Uh, what if the team doesn't progress or do as well as it did last year or the year before? So some of them is willing to go ahead and just kind of take that leap. But I think that with Dan Campbell uh, doing everything that he was doing, uh, Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn both uh, feel comfortable with staying there. And we had said before about the talent that they have on that team, period. Yeah, it's just... And this is telling me D'Amico Ryan's won it. Yeah, he won it. I was just—it was just a thought process. Oh, okay, man. okay. You okay. know, I was just wanting to know yeah. how, kind of how you felt about um, it. Do you feel I think like you? I think with Dan Campbell, yeah. I think it's more of he's built the perfect staff. Yeah. For him, I don't mm-hmm. think it's really just what he's doing. And I know that's probably a lot of the behind the scenes of what's going on. But I just, and again, I just point to the situation that it was inherited by D'Amico Ryan's mm-hmm. and what came about. Yeah, yeah. And well-deserved. Congratulations to D'Amico Ryan on that. All right, listen, uh, what about this right here? Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater's man, retiring to be a college head coach. How you feel about it? Um, Great. Um, You know, sometimes it's just time to hang it up. Yeah. Um, He wasn't getting a starting job again. Um, He did go to the Lions, try to ride that to a Super Bowl. It just didn't work. And sometimes it's just time to – he's still going to be around the game. Like you said, he's going to be a coach, and he's going to be able to help the next generation get – to where they're trying to go. Yeah. So kudos to him. Um, great career. You know, you lived out a dream, man. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, with Dan Queen uh, being the new head coach of the Commanders, uh, does this mean uh, no more Eric B? Um, that's what kind of threw me off with this hire. In the position that you guys are in, knowing that you're probably taking one of these two quarterbacks at the top of this draft, you went defense. My thinking is, is it the opposite of what? We did in Carolina as far we did go higher offense and we're praying we could keep Everett. Right. Did they go defense and are praying that they can keep Eric B. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, you keep Eric you 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 gotta have Eric B on that on that staff just because you are bringing in a young quarterback and we've seen the success he had with building an offense around Patrick Mahomes. So it, it's just a weird development because um, you went from Ben Johnson. You guys were stuck on Ben Johnson, waiting for Ben Johnson, who's an offensive guy. He, he made his decision, and you completely flipped the script. Yeah. And, and went Dan Quinn. Yeah, went defense on it. Okay, say for instance, just hypothetically, if Eric B is not with the Commanders next year, where where, where would be his best fit uh, to make the most noise on, on the, um, the offensive side of the ball? Oh, if I'm in Atlanta, mm. I'm calling him. Oh, my goodness. They have so much talent down there, It's don't so you? much talent. And it's kind of comparable to that um, the Chiefs early on with a great tight end, with a great wide receiver outside. Um, and then they just had a revolving door at that tailback position, but that's just another plus for him. Because mm-hmm. now you have 
a great running back too. Y'all just figure out who's going to play quarterback for you. And there's still some names. It's not like you have to do it through the draft. It's still Russell Wilson still out there. There's no telling what Chicago's going to do with Justin Fields. Even though I seen um, Caleb, what's his name? What's the boy name coming out this year? Caleb Williams. Yeah, I almost called him Caleb Love. <laughs> but Caleb Williams. Um, I seen he said he didn't want to be picked by. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of puts a. Mm-hmm. You don't want to draft the guy. You don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. And he's telling you he don't. He's, he's being honest with you. Yeah. So, okay, according to that, you your guy is Justin Fields. But we still have to see how that dynamic plays out. Yeah. So, but if I'm Atlanta, is I keep Atlanta is a hot spot. On the coaching decision, we'll have to see how that works. I don't know a lot about Raheem Morris. Um, we'll have to see about going that route because, you know, I thought they was going to go with Bill. Mm-hmm. The way they kept interviewing Bill, the way they was talking about I thought that was who they was going with. Um, I think Raheem is also a defensive guy. Another thing that kind of threw me off with having what you have on offense, I would think you're trying to build that. I think your identity, you have to go with what your identity is going to be. Right, yeah. And do they know what that is, though? You see what I mean? Well, we're having off the Smith. It, it was kind of hard to tell. Hey, yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, uh, one thing before we wrap this thing up, Carolina Panthers making any kind of strides in any direction that you feel good about right now at this moment in time? I feel good about the, the culture they're trying to establish. They're already coming in with an idea of what they want this team to look like. They want this team to to be the dog fights of the when you come he said it himself, when you pull up the Bank of America, I want you to know you're going to be in for a dog fight. Right. He he's talking about Bryce Young. He's not giving up on Bryce Young. He he's coming in and saying he's shown a lot. He was a winner in high school, a winner in Alabama. He knows how to be a winner. I'm gonna do what I can to build this thing around him. Which we were saying last year was the biggest problem. The play calls did not bring out his strongest characteristics, his strongest traits. That's what, and that's what everybody's saying about Canelo is. He builds it not off of what he thinks about or what his philosophy is towards the game. He builds it on what can my players do, and what plays will put them in the best position to do what they can do best. Right. Man, I'm going to be so excited to kind of watch that because uh, I'm just going to put it to you like this right here. Bryce Young, rookie having a rookie season. I'm going to leave it right there for now because I, I want him to get another mo- another swing at this thing and really show with a full off season, a full year under his belt, he seems to be reasonably healthy when the game let off, that I want to see what he can do under proper management and, and, and the coaching. One thing, the one thing is Frank Reich, you had to play with a coach who didn't want you. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. That's a that's a that that's that's a big thing to try to overcome. Right. This year, the coach knows who the guy is. You know, he's coming into a situation where it's not. Oh, I'm going to try to get some such and such and such and such in a dr-. No, he's coming in knowing that Bryce Young is the guy here, so he accepted that. That's something that I'm excited about. Yeah, and they keep it a defensive coordinator. They kept Everett. Everett. Yep. Okay. And then, like, I know about the offensive coordinator, you feel about how he's not calling plays. I think the benefit to that is just having somebody who will be able to hold our head coach accountable. He'll be able to talk to him because he, like we were talking about the Thomas Brown versus Frank Wright thing. Right. Thomas Brown couldn't go to Frank Wright and – and with David Tepper having coaches in the locker room who came back, it was kind of like hush, hush, keep you, keep what you want to yourself 
Mm. Don't say nothing that that'll rock the boat. Right. This year, I think David Tepper's already came back and said, "I'm taking a step back. I won't be as hands on." And now he's bringing in like we Dan Morgan. They have a connection there. Um, head coach OC have a connection there. Everybody else that he's calling, they have some type of connection with. So it's not a oh, let's. I'm trying to fill you out. I'm trying to figure out where your mind is. No, we have an understanding of each other. Yeah. And I think we all have the same mission of let's get it done. Let's mm-hmm. let's get it done our way. And, and like I just that I love that dog fight mentality. Yeah, I do too, man. And like I say, we want winning teams, man. Carolina Panthers and that franchise is a great franchise. Want a winning team. Charlotte Hornets and that franchise want a winning team. We hope they get it together sooner than later. Yeah, we would like to thank everyone for listening today. Please join us again on the next episode of Donald and Donald Podcast. Don't miss it. You know what to do. Please, people, please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch. Yeah, and don't worry about your wins. Just know that it's coming. See y'all next episode. Double Double. D.